0: What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Ladies and gentlemen, today we got a jam-packed show talking about the Major One Optic Texas tournament with some breaking news from yesterday's announcements with two major broadcasters returning to the booth some game updates for the Call of Duty League slash Vanguard, and my major one tournament predictions. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Falcons general manager, Terry Fontenot, on his recent discussion of quarterback Matt Ryan on NFL.com, and let me tell you, it should worry a lot of fans. It worries me, but we're gonna go ahead and get straight into today's action. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go get straight into it. Maven and Merck are returning. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Maven and Merc are returning, but it's not going to be for these qualifying matches. No, it's going to be for the major tournaments and champs. So, I definitely like that scenario, but at the same time, it makes me wonder why the CDO front office does not want Maven and Merc broadcasting for the qualifying matches during, like, you know, the next major two tournament series that's going to be coming up. But instead, they're going to be at just the tournaments broadcasting, and that's what probably going to be two or three games out of the entire weekend, and then Champs is going to be, what, probably six, not even six, maybe like five, four or five times throughout the entire week of Champs. But nevertheless, we are glad as a community that Maven and Mark are returning. It's the it's the best duo that there is for the Call of Duty League. And honestly, it, this is a huge W in my opinion. But I want to get your thoughts. I will leave the question in the description below for you guys to check that out. And also, I will post it on Twitter along with the link to this podcast. But would you like to see Maven and Mark work a qualifying match? Me, personally, I would like to see them. I cannot get enough of them. It's, again, they're the best duo commentary team that there is for the CDL, and I wish they could broadcast every single match, honestly. So next up, we got, we're got we going into the game updates for the CDL. So this is coming from at IntelCDL on Twitter. Game updates coming. Control Round 5 Tiebreaker will be based off ticks, not kills. The Vodkitch A-bomb site is being moved from inside the building to outside. Fixin' Smokes is on Sledgehammer's radar. And Casabalina, if I'm pronouncing it right, please do forgive me, is being tested. Still too early to tell if it's viable. And that is some background noise, if you do happen to hear that, ladies and gentlemen. So, this is great news uh, for the people that really love Control. That now the round 5 tiebreaker will be based off of ticks and not kills. That's the way it should have been from the beginning. Lockage A-bomb site being moved from the inside to the outside definitely is a game changer. It definitely will have to fix up your strategies now of how you're going to plant the A-bomb. Uh, the smokes definitely. It's on Sledgehammer's radar. We don't know what they're going to fix when it comes to smoke uh, smoke grenades, but... It's going to be fixed. So those are the updates. And the breaking news of Maven Merck. Returning to the CDL Major 1 tournaments. And beyond. uh, Your game updates. And now let's get into the Major 1 tournament. uh, Prediction. So I got three predictions right here. And number one is. The Seattle Surge finally makes. A deep run. Into a playoff push. Meaning. The Seattle Surge will make it to the elimination finals, and honestly, I have I have strong faith in this team, I really do. And how are they going to end up in the elimination finals? Well, they're going to be eliminated by Optic Texas day one, right here. That that's what's going to happen. And that match will happen at seven uh, thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Thursday, which is today, so you will definitely see that action happening. That the Seattle Surge will get eliminated by Optic Texas, and will make them move to down where the Paris Legion will be facing either one of those teams. But me, I'm having the Seattle Surge take on the Paris Legion in the elimination round one. The second prediction is you get Phase versus Optic in winners round two, and that will definitely happen. Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're already getting phase optic yet again, but this time it's a different optic squad. the The optic teams that has went up against phase has just not been successful, and this year could be the the difference maker for Scump and company for optic Texas, or will this just be yet another repeat for the Atlanta phase to just show truly that they are the kings? The OG kings of Call of Duty in Outbeat Scump and Optic Texas. Me personally, I do have Phase Outbeaten Optic in this situation right here to uh, to advance to your winners finals, which will be Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And finally, my third prediction is the Subliners make a huge comeback. So currently, right now, the Subliners are waiting on their opponents from either the LA Thieves or the Toronto Ultra series. Me personally, I'm going to have Toronto Ultra facing off against subliners, and then that's where the subliners will start making their their comeback, and I think we'll make it to the elimination finals with the Seattle Surge. Currently, right now, the New York Subliners sit at a 1-4 record, but... By the time you win, see, one, two, three, four. You you win four matches in a row right there. Get to your fifth one, you're then, what, four and five? No, no, sorry, five. Of, you'll be pretty much five and five at a 500 record. Definitely, you're turning things around. And even though you've been eliminated possibly by the Seattle Surge in the elimination final, that's definitely who I have. Going up against FaZe because I have FaZe winning the entire Major 1 tournament this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And FaZe is still going to continue being the most dominant team until someone can really crack the code on how they are winning these matches. How are they getting these spawn points right? And much more so. Again, those are my predictions right there. Surge makes the elimination final. Phase versus Optic Subliners make a huge comeback from a one of four record to now being tied at a and Phase winning the major one tournament. So now we're moving on over, ladies and gentlemen, to the Falcons' general manager Terry Fontenot on his recent discussion of Matt Ryan on NFL.com. The link would be will be down in the description below for you guys to check that out in the show notes but in quote certainly where Matt Ryan where Matt's at, obviously, we just watched in our division Tom Brady play until he was maybe he'll still play. I don't know he certainly didn't look his age. Smith said Tuesday. Matt is a lot younger than Tom, and I understand there's only one Tom Brady, but Matt. Certainly feels good about where he's at. And quote, I anticipate Matt being a part of the team, but you never, ever back yourself into a corner. Somebody gives you an offer you can't refuse. Matt knows how we feel about him. I think Matt's got a lot of football left in him. Fontenot is still a GM, but the personnel plateaus are already evident. The Falcons look for a succession plan at every position, not just quarterback, he said. So this already is stating that Fondo and Smith, they want Matt Ryan there. They really do. But if that door does open, they're, they're not going to hesitate either to say, all right, we'll see you later, man. Hopefully we don't face you in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And that's what scares me about this. You know, Matt Ryan is going to be entering his 15th season as an Atlanta Falcon, possibly. And I want him to I want him to finish out his career in Atlanta. He's been a huge success factor for the Falcons. He's been to the playoffs. He's been to that big game. He can show himself worthy of winning the big game. You know, we already know how that game went back a couple years ago. It was not Matt Ryan's fault. He he played his heart out. He balled everything. It was just ROC and that defense given up. But that's another story for another day. But going on right here, uh, but the key difference this past Tuesday is what Fontenot and Smith didn't say. Both had an opportunity to definitely state Ryan would be their quarterback and neither did so, leaving the door at least slightly cracked open for an interested suitor to step through and make them an offer. Given the state of Atlanta's offense, which is in need of additional playmakers, it's a scenario that would undoubtedly be challenging. But when asked if he'd feel comfortable proceeding with an unproven signal caller, Arthur Smith said he wouldn't rule out any possible scenario. Depends on what the offer is, uh, Smith said. It It's like old Don Corleone, if I'm pronouncing that right. They give you an offer you can't refuse. I think you gotta, you gotta take it, but that's with everyone. You can ask Terry if someone wanted to give you a bag of balls. For me, they push me out the door. So again, this is uh this is very scary right here, because Matt Ryan is the highest cap hitting player for this season, or in, in the entire NFL history. And I don't blame Matt Ryan for getting this money. I really don't. He definitely does deserve it. But how are things going to change if you still want to keep Matt Ryan in Atlanta and also have enough cap space to sign your free agents, your draft picks, and the players that are coming off of contract extensions, like for this year, for example, you get your fifth-year options in Caleb McGarry and Chris Lindstrom. That That's coming up after this season. And are you going to be able to keep them players around? I certainly hope so, because definitely Begarry and Lindstrom are definitely a great duo at the offensive line. But still, we need interior offensive line help, like maybe tackle on that left side. Center, oh my gosh, uh, Jalen Mayfield. Jalen Mayfield? I think, yeah, no, Jalen Mayfield. You know, not not, not, not so good <laughs> and all that. But, yes, definitely the offensive line still needs some help. The right side is good because of, you know, McGarry and Lindstrom. Lindstrom has definitely not recorded a sack for Matt Ryan in his 17 starts. That's definitely great. McGray, M- McGray. McGarry has, you know, allowed a few sacks, but not many. So, again, that right side of that offensive line is not the problem. It's that interior left side of that offensive line where you really need to beef up and protect Matt Ryan. Uh, I can also see Matt Ryan taking a huge pay cut this season. Terry Fontenot, I believe, would sit down with Matt Ryan and say, look, you know, we want to keep you in Atlanta. We want you to retire as a Falcon." But at the same time, we need you to take a hometown discount, either in a sign-in bonus right now, or just in general, just say, all right, you take, less, you take less money, we go sign these players, you get your help. It's a win-win situation, regardless of how you look at it, and I think Matt Ryan would. Matt Ryan has definitely got that attitude of a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, or a... You know, Peyton Man and whoever to say, Hey, look, you know, I want my help on this offensive line. You go give me some playmakers and I will take a hometown discount. I will take a pay cut in this situation because, you know, hell, I mean, regardless, you know, you're still making millions. And us over here, we're making just, you know, thousands and stuff yeah, like that, but it's fine, whatever. You're still making your millions. You take that pay cut. Then you start going after Grady Jarrett, which is possibly in that realm of being now traded for say, but now a new rumor is coming out that there's no offers for Grady Jarrett. So the Falcons are definitely looking to restructure his contract, sign him for a little bit more longer now, but at the same time, they would, would love to have Grady Jarrett take that hometown discount as well. And I think Grady Jarrett will. I think, It's a possibility of him staying in Atlanta with Matt Ryan going after the big title, going after that Super Bowl. You restructure contracts, you take your pay cuts, you do everything, you get all this offensive and defensive help during the offseason, and you make a huge, huge push. You're definitely playoff contenders. You really are because veteran quarterback, veteran. Defensive linemen, It's it's not. I don't think it's too far fetched to say that the Falcons would be playoff contenders if these scenarios were to work. You you take two of the biggest players, have them take pay cuts, or you know make take their money into sign on bonuses where they get the money right then and there. Then you free up a lot of space. You get the absolute best player. In the NFL 2022 draft. And you get a lot of good players in the free agency market that can definitely contribute to Arthur Smith's offense or DMP's defense. So, but it's still scary though that uh, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith did not mention Matt Ryan being the starter for this season. But again, it's way too early right now to start thinking, okay, wow. Well, uh, we're fixing to get rid of Matt Ryan. No, we're not getting rid of Matt Ryan. I don't think it's going to be happening. The only possible scenario I could ever, ever, and I mean ever see Matt Ryan being possibly traded out of Atlanta is if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded away, Kyle Shanahan don't have a quarterback. He knows a quarterback. He knows Matt Ryan. Green Bay, they get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Send him to Denver. Green Bay's not going to trust Jordan Love to take him to the NFC Championship. So, call up Matt Ryan. Say, hey, do you want to come to uh, Green Bay and play for us? Those are the only two scenarios that I can really think of that would make sense for Matt Ryan to be shipped out of Atlanta. But I just I cannot see it happening. I see Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. I see Jimmy Garoppolo staying with the 49ers, at least for this season. And it, 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 I just don't think it's gonna happen. What do you think, guys? Do you think Matt Ryan will be traded this offseason or at least a starting the starting quarterback this season? You would also you would ultimately have to keep Matt Ryan the starting quarterback the season, because I, I would not trust a unprepared signal play caller to call the plays on the fly if something changes at that defensive line. I really wouldn't. Just look at the Miami Dolphins since Dan Marino. You know, ever since him, the Dolphins has had trouble keeping a quarterback in that uniform. And I feel like the same thing's going to happen with the Atlanta Falcons. I feel like once Matt Ryan is done with football, the Falcons are going to have a hard time finding that successor to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been better than all the previous Falcons quarterbacks. In my honest opinion, he has. So it, it's, again, it's a scary situation. It really is. But at the end of the day, it's way too early to start calling these things. Uh Once you start getting really into about, January, February, March. Once you start getting really into about like May and June kind of areas right there, that's whenever things start getting really scary. And if Fontenot and Smith are still not saying that Matt Ryan is QB1, that's when you should start worrying is in late May, early June. Not right now. It's way too early in the off season. They're still figuring out a lot of things with contract negotiations, cap space, and other things. But go back and listen to it. Like I said, I think if Matt Ryan does take that hometown discount, it's gonna help out a lot for this season to get him his help, run for a possible Super Bowl title and much more. So guys, that is all the time I have for today's episode, but I sure hope you did enjoy it, if you did make sure to like button wherever you are listening from. Again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, good pod that I'm on the new streaming service. Good pod HQ definitely will tweet them in this episode right here. Ladies and gentlemen, they're definitely a great service i'm on there i'm like ranked probably right now 25 in the football podcast and section so definitely that is great and on spotify definitely leave me a five-star review on that site so i can start getting ranked on spotify but until then guys i come we'll catch you all later peace hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team team ready. ready